Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we have author and speaker, Fred D. Domenico. But he said the top regret. So the two greatest fears are death and public speaking. By the way, public speaking is first. So people would rather die than speak in front of people. So that's another issue, right? But the top regret of the dying was they lived a life to satisfy someone else. Meaning they framed their own identity and lived a life to seek acceptance from others. And they may be successful, but they're not fulfilled because they're not living what their soul, S-O-U-L calling is. They're not, they didn't become conscious of why their soul was here in this life. I'm a certified functional health practitioner who's on a mission to educate 1 billion people. I've been obese for most of my life. From rock bottom to the top of the mountain, I am passionate about studying ancient healing strategies like fasting and the ketogenic diet and curating this information on the Keto Camp podcast. My goal is to bring you the thought leaders in this space. My name is Ben Azadi, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Campers. Hope you are having a fabulous day today. On this episode, I'm gonna share a friend of mine, Fred, Dr. Fred, who is an author, a speaker, and we're gonna dive deep into why people do not achieve greatness in their lifetime, while so many people have goals that they never take action on or they give up too soon. We're gonna talk a lot about mindset, a little bit about spirituality, and how to tap into that inner greatness that we all have within us. So be prepared, this goes deep into the mind, the subconscious mind, and what we learned, our paradigms, and we talked about the experiences we've had. Specifically, the first seven years growing up is what programmed us, and that's the way we behave nowadays. You know, I don't know if you know this, but the average American thinks about 60,000 thoughts every single day, and about 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts from the day before, the week before, the month before. This means they are recreating the past, and most of that is negative. So we wanna shift our mindset, and Fred is the mindset master, and he's gonna break it all down for you, and so much more. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Fred, I know you will too, so be present, really hear it in your heart, and I'll get to Fred shortly. Before I do, I wanna acknowledge you for being on this Keto Camp podcast right now. Out of all the things you could be doing, out of all the podcasts out there, you're with me right now. So thank you. I'm so grateful for that. If you have been getting any value from the show, please take a second here to hit pause and leave the show a rating and review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Apple iTunes really goes a long way for the show. Today's show is sponsored by the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club. I love olive oil. It's my favorite keto oil, but it has to be quality olive oil. A lot of the olive oil you're going to find in your grocery store has been sitting on the shelf for quite some time and it loses its polyphenol content and loses its quality as it sits on that shelf. I love my friends over at the Fresh Pressed Olive Oil Club because they fresh pressed, first harvest these olives from four different regions all across the globe and they put it on a jet and flown to my door. It's amazing and it tastes delicious, loaded in polyphenols. I use it for cooking, I use it for dressings and dips. Heck, sometimes I just take a shot of it because I love it so much. It's a great way to reduce inflammation in the body and maximize your keto and fasting results. I worked out a deal with them for Keto Campers to get a $39 bottle for $1. If you head over to KetoCampOliveOil.com, remember that's camp with a K, KetoCampOliveOil.com, you could claim that today. Hey, take a screenshot of this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast because I love when you do it and then you post it on Instagram and shoot me a tag. My Instagram handle is at TheBenazadi, that is T-H-E-B-E-N-A-Z-A-D-I, and also shoot Fred Domenico a tag. It is his name, Dr. Fred underscore Domenico. When I see it, I'll be sure to share it on my stories, and we'll get some other keto campers following you back. All right, let's talk all about mindset 
with the master, Dr. Fred D. Domenico. Dr. Fred D. Domenico graduated from Los Angeles College of Chiropractic in 1987. He knew immediately that chiropractic was his life purpose and sought after the truth of chiropractic principles with passion and intention. Over the years, he opened up four practices in three different states, California, North Carolina, and Washington over the span of 14 years. All of these practices were spinal corrective based using CBP techniques and functioned at a volume of 500 to 700 patients visits per week. Coupled with his extensive knowledge in spinal correction, he formed Elite Coaching in 2005 to elevate the chiropractic profession with principled spinal correction. He is the author of a fantastic book called You Are More Powerful Than You Think, a step-by-step guide to owning your power. Fred, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you, my friend. Great to be here. I'm excited about uh, the experience we're about to create together. I am too. It's going to be quite the experience. I just, I feel it. I feel it in my bones, brother. And let's talk, before we get into all the cool things that you're doing, your books, your programs, and a lot of the things that I've actually learned from you the past year, what's your story, brother? How did you get to this part of your life where you're doing such magnificent, magnificent work? Share your journey with us. Well, my first memory was coming out of darkness into light. No, no I'm just kidding. Well, that's way too much. But now uh, I became a chiropractor, you know, from um, being raised in religion, you know, traditional immigrant Italian family, you know, but we were, they, my family is very strict Catholic and, you know, entrepreneurs are born, right? People, people that think out of the box, we don't like to follow rules very much. So I never really understood the rules of religion, but I always thought, uh, for some reason, I had this innate thought that I was going to come here and do something different. You know, we learned that we're a spirit here for a reason, you know, and I, I just thought, I remember thinking, you know, being a Christian, Jesus said, you can do all these things and greater. And I figure if there wasn't, if there was a person that, that walked the face of this earth that never lied, it was probably him. And I thought, okay, if he said we could do that, and as long as I'm in this body, I want to make life different. And I remember being seven years old, playing in the front lawn of my grandfather's house. And here's an immigrant Italian guy in his skinny white tee with a cigarette hanging in his mouth. And my, my grandmother yelling at him through the window in Italian. He's just trying to get any reprieve he can. And I remember looking at him in his 70s thinking, I wonder what's going through his mind. And I was seven, and I remember distinctly thinking, when I'm his age and I'm sitting in that chair, I want the world to be different. And I remember that at seven. And, and, and uh, so I, I recall that memory so many times because, you know, when you're trying to fulfill a purpose and you're trying to help people and, you know, it, there's so many struggles and you get knocked down a million times and you have faith and you have to develop skill and you got to do things different, that sometimes it's overwhelming. And, and sometimes when you say, ah, oh, what am I doing? I remember that and, I, and it gives me the inspiration to say, just to get up one more time. You know what I mean? If we can just get up one more time because we're a spirit incarnated in this human experience, we're here to fulfill a purpose, then it's our responsibility to the rest of humanity. You know, if we wanna change the world, even if it's just our world, it doesn't have to be all of humanity, but yet when we change our world, we affect the consciousness of people around us. And so with that, you know, I found chiropractic, uh, became a chiropractor, I, you know, spine and nervous system is the foundation of health and life in their body. So having a healthy spinal structure keeps energy moving in the body and keeps you healthy. So I thought this is a message for humanity. I want to change the way the general public looks at the way they take care of their body. And so during that time, you know, patients come up and they go, man, you're so lucky, you know what your purpose is, you're so happy and, and so positive. And I would feel this kind of angst, like I was grateful, but then on the other end, I felt this empathy and compassion that the most, peop most people don't know their purpose. And so then you don't think about it and you move on. And then, you know, I started coaching and then my second wife passed away with cancer. So about three weeks before she died, she sat in the bathtub and she said, I don't know if I did what I was supposed to do here. This is probably uh, one of the most impactful moments of my life because there was certainly a few others in that time, but 
But I remember thinking, not only did I, I feel this overwhelming empathy that I can't even describe in words, but a voice in my head, I said to myself, anybody that's in my life will never say that again. So at the same time, I had, had this such high level of gratitude. And on the other side, it was the exact opposite. It was pain. And then, so when she passed away, I remember right after she took her last breath, you know, I said, I, I need to evolve to a spiritual level that I'll, not only do I want to have the most amazing marriage, but I want to help people find out why they're here in this life. Five years later, this book, You Are More Powerful Than You Think, which introduces the six-step system called HEALED. It's an acronym. Helps people find God within themselves. Helps them release their past. It really helps them move from the, the consciousness of just being a human being, seeking spiritual experiences to having a reference point that we are truly divine from the inside out, that we are, we're human, yes, but humanity is our experience. It's not who we are. And once you develop that reference point, you realize you're here for a reason. The power that you tap into that is already inside you, that's connected to God, that's connected to the whole universe. Eckhart Tolle says, we're not in the universe. We are the universe. And when you raise your consciousness, I always say that you only have one problem in life. Every person only has one problem. And that is your level of consciousness. So whatever level of mindset and consciousness you have is related to the problems that you have. When you raise your consciousness, you don't have those problems anymore. So I use the metaphor of an eagle. You know, when an eagle flies at low altitude, it flies around crows. And crows will peck on its tail. It'll peck on them, right? Because crows have that. That's a different problem. But when they raise altitude, they raise consciousness, no other bird flies at that level. They don't have crows pecking on their tail. Because when they raise their altitude, your altitude determines your attitude, right? We hear all these mantras that are related. But when you raise your consciousness, you don't have those lower problems anymore. They don't exist at a different mindset. Now, you may have actually much bigger problems, right? Because, you know, a person that makes $100,000 a year has a $20,000 problem. A person that makes $100 million a year has a $300 million problem. But, but it's not about the money. They have a $300 million problem and they make $100 million because they don't see the $300 million problem. A person with a $10,000 problem making $50,000 a year sees a bigger problem than a person making $100 million as a $300 million problem because it's their perspective. So once our perspective can really connect with our divinity and we, and we realize we seek the kingdom first, then, then all things are added. You know, when we have an inside out perspective, you, you function at a different mindset. You don't get attached to the conditions outside of you because the power that's inside you is bigger than anything that's outside you, right? I mean, I'm throwing out all these scriptures. He that's in you is bigger than he that's in the world. You know, it's like, it's like these, the, you know, that's, those are out of the Bible. But these are principles that's in every spiritual leader is they're all preaching in a sense, teaching the same principles because these are universal laws. This is who we are. And when we make that our identity, man, the things we can do and the ideas that we have and the innovation, and we don't have the same problems anymore. So how's that for an intro? <laughs> a powerful intro, uh, Fred, powerful intro. And you know, I want to know what exactly, how did you, was it your wife's death that led you to, to this living a life on purpose with your purpose? Or were you specifically already doing that, but then your wife's passing made you realize that everybody around you, you want to uplift them as well? Well, I, you know, it's been a spiritual journey since I was born, right? I mean, I was raised in church, but, you know, I always say we're raised in religion, but we practice spirituality. And, you know, at some point, I started in my, really in my 20s reading spiritual authors. Uh, Neil Donald Walsh was probably one of the first that transformed my life with conversations with God. And then the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly good at reading something and learning how to apply it. So over years, though, in the beginning, you read these books and, you know, Deepak Chopra and Neil Donald Walsh and Marianne Williamson and, you know, Eckhart Tolle and 
I mean, you can go on and name them one after another. The difference is it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an Ikea diagram. You know, they're pieces of a puzzle that's spread out on your coffee table and it's information and you can speak the language, but you don't know how to apply it in your life. And so I have this gift to be able to look at complicated things and pieces. And if it's in my wheelhouse, so to speak, my life purpose, then I can put them together in a system. So over 20, 30 years of seeking to raise my consciousness, because of one thing Jesus said, you can do all these things and greater, that, that uh, I wanted to, to eventually attain a Christ consciousness, which I may or may not do in this life. However, the healed system is the only time in really in the history where it gives you a step-by-step -step divinely ordered system where each step is an energetic spiritual awakening that is progressive. And if you go through the six steps, you will have a higher consciousness. If you go through it again, you'll have a higher consciousness than that because every time you go through it, you read it, you read it differently because you're reading it from a different mindset, from a different heart, right? So it's the only time that, that someone, now you can read books and they say, well, do this and do that and do that. And that's great for that principle of that book. And there's amazing spiritual leaders that can raise your consciousness. But I've taken so many sources and I quote so many books and authors and, you know, spiritual, you know, the Quran, I think I might quote and the Bible probably has the most, but you know, all these authors and, and they all say the same thing at that step and it's progressive. So it's almost like spirituality made easy. It's almost like spirituality for dummies in a way. It's like, just follow the steps. Now, is there a deep consciousness in each step? Yes, and it will read at the level of your consciousness. So the first time you read it, you're gonna be like, okay, I'll pick out a few things and what the hell is he talking about? Second time you're like, okay, I get it now. And then, you know, it's, um, it's a life coaching book. So there's exercises and things. And I have an online uh, on youarmorepowerful.com that, that's coming, it's coming live this week. But anyway, the bottom line is, it was a lifelong journey where through application, I was able to do things that would raise my consciousness to the point where you get, where it, then it just becomes downloaded. Like you get to a level in your life where you, where you are aware. And, you know, many, here's really the key is many people pray for things. Oh God, usually we're like, oh God, get me out of this mess. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we weren't listening to the whispers of our divine guidance. It's like, oh geez, help me out right now. You know, we've all been there, been there, right? But the most intense spiritual experiences were when I was praying sincerely, divinely with every cell of my body for wisdom. When I prayed for things, things might happen. But when I prayed for wisdom, my life changed. And this book and this whole system came out of a prayer for wisdom. And through writing it, because I had to experience it to write it. And, and if you would have known who I was 25 years ago versus how much clearer I am now, this, this thing changed my life. I mean, I went from harboring so much pain being ADD I couldn't be by myself I couldn't even sit in a chair without moving my body and shaking my leg I mean I couldn't sit down for five minutes you know if I had to spend the day by myself I'd rather I'd rather go for a run and go rollerblading and hike a mountain and I could not even be with myself and now I have a level level of self-love and inner peace that it doesn't matter where I am. You can be in the midst of 10,000 people or, or by yourself. And, but because alone is an emotional state by yourself is a physical condition. People are sleeping next to them, supposedly the most important person in their life and they feel totally alone, right? You can be at a freaking rock concert and be alone, or you could be by yourself and be completely peaceful. I love that comparison. 
You're absolutely right, Fred. And I love the way you break things down. And in your, in your book, you have, you have six steps. And you said it's spirituality for, for dummies, essentially. And, <laughs> it, and you're right, because I, I do read books over and over and over. And I always pick up things that they were there before, but there was something in me that was not there before. So I'm a, I, I love the fact that you teach people to read it over and over and over uh, to help groove their neural pathways and really understand this information. So when we look at society as a whole, and I'm making a general statement here, I see most people tiptoeing their way through life, hoping to land safely on death's door. All right, and I was, for the first 24 years of my life, that was me. And I had to hit rock bottom to wake up. But most people are asleep. You know, they're alive in the definition that their heart is beating. But if, they heart would, if their heart would stop beating, it would just be a mere formality. So what's the you know, biggest thing that you see with society? What's the number one reason you see so many people who are, are not living a life on purpose with their purpose? Um, well, I think it's really, uh, there's a couple things. Number one, I think it's the first step is they think, they're, they think their humanity is who they are. And they think that they identify with their mind when their mind is a tool, like our mind is a strategic tool. It's given to us a powerful tool to solve problems, but yet our most basic instinct is survival. So the thing is, if we're walking around trying to, be, trying to protect ourselves and, and we're raised also seeking love outside ourselves from our parents and, and you know, from coaches and we believe other people and we establish these ways of how we identify with ourselves that, that doesn't begin from the inside out. And so we establish these behavior patterns and these beliefs typically between zero and seven years old. You know, when you're born zero to two and from womb to two years old, you're on Delta brain waves, very slow brain waves, two to seven, you're on theta. And then over seven, our brain waves pick up. So that's why kids learn languages at a young age. So we associate conditions with emotions and how we love ourselves and others becomes learned. Like when you look at, you know, the five love languages and people say, well, what lang love language are you? Well, guess what? Whether it's gifts, whether it's touch, whether it's words of affirmation, whether it's acts of service, those are vehicles to express love. That's not an identity. Those are learned. And so what we learn how to love ourselves and others based on other people's opinions. And so there was a famous hospice nurse, her name was, uh, Bronnie, Bronnie Ware, right? She wrote Five Top Regrets. Yeah, Bonnie Ware. Bonnie, yeah, yeah, Bonnie Ware, right. So sorry, I mispronounced that. But he said the top regret. So the two greatest fears are death and public speaking. By the way, public speaking is first. So people would rather die than speak in front of people. So that's another issue, right? But the top regret of the dying was they lived a life to satisfy someone else meaning they framed their own identity and lived a life to seek acceptance from others. And they may be successful, but they're not fulfilled because they're not living what their soul S O U L calling is. They're not, they be, didn't become conscious of why their soul was here in this life. That's the top regret of the dying. And so people walk around they're living a life that they're not, that they may or may not be led to live on some level they are, but they never looked in the mirror long enough to be able to say, I may have to face the pain that I'm not doing what I feel like I was called to do. And then it doesn't mean you have to get divorced. I mean, everything has a reason. It doesn't mean you, you know, you make these drastic changes. And I always say midlife crisis can really be a midlife awakening because in, mid, in midlife, which is way too early, you know, it's in your 40s. Hey, you know, we want to be minimally in our 90s, minimally. Yeah. And, um, you know, what they're doing is they begin to awaken to say, I'm not in the career I want. Maybe I got in a rut in my marriage. I'm not saying midlife crisis has to be go out and buy a sports car and get divorced. I mean, that you know. That's just panic, in my opinion. However, you know, to be able to say, I do have the awareness that I want to change the patterns in my marriage. I want to look at my kids a little differently and see, how did, what did I raise them to believe? 
I want to look at my own belief systems and say, is that really giving me the life that I want? And can I look in the mirror and say, I need to change my belief systems about myself and what I'm called here to do. Now that takes courage. And a lot of people may not have that courage, but the ones that do go through a breakthrough and it could be everything in your life changes because everything in your life is related to the level of consciousness at that point. So are you ready to be able to, in a sense, burn everything down? And I don't mean a divorce within yourself to be able to rise up and recreate who God called you to be and why you're here in this life. Hey, I want to interrupt this episode real quick to let you know that I am here drinking my delicious purity coffee. It is the world's healthiest keto coffee beans. They are have the highest antioxidants. They are mold free. They tested these keto coffee beans from purity coffee against the top 40 brands out there and keto purity coffee won hands down, not just with quality, but also taste. And I partnered with purity coffee to get an affiliate link for keto campers. If you head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com, put keto camp at checkout, you'll get 10% off of your coffee beans. I get mine delivered to me every single month on auto ship. So I don't have to think about it. In fact, I have it right here in front of me, a delicious warm cup of this delicious coffee with MCT oil and some grass-fed ghee. Oh my gosh, that is a powerful fatty coffee to power you through the day so you don't have to rely on unhealthy keto meals. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com and put Keto Camp at checkout and get your bag of beans delivered to your door. All right, let's get back to this episode. It's a great question to ask yourself and a lot of people don't really ask that question or they're forced into that decision from uh, something, an event that happens in their life. So I, I believe that there's two ways to change the paradigm, right? There is rep- repetitive actions, what you teach, doing the book over and over, or a disaster that occurs and it kind of forces you to do it. For me, it was the latter and then the former. So I had, I hit rock bottom. I was, uh, had suicidal thoughts. I, I wanted to take my life uh, and I, I was in a bad place. And that was an event for me that lasted a few months. And it forced me to kind of change my thoughts and start reading books. And then there was a repetitive actions after that that changed my life. But I don't think if I know that if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, which I'm living on purpose with my purpose. So can you talk about, I know you have your six steps in your book and you don't have to give all the juicy details. We want the listeners to go get the book, but what's the first step? Like what's the first thing the person does? What, What do you teach them to do? Is it awareness to create awareness around this? Yeah, now what I'm going to do is I'm going to use these six taps on your story. Perfect. Okay? So H is honor God within yourself. So when you're at that point where I want to create, you know, hey, man, I'd rather commit suicide. I'm miserable. Now, uh, universal laws, you can't change universal laws. It's like, you know, if you're stressed because you might be fighting the laws of the universe. So the laws of the universe, your spiritual being, you're in a, you're incarnating human body. You're going to fulfill a soul purpose. But yet you had to go through that crisis to discover it. If you didn't hit rock bottom, you wouldn't have awakened to a new level, right? So part of that is looking back and saying, okay, H is honor God within yourself. That means your spirit is going to create exactly what you need to just for you to consciously discover why you're here. Spiritually, in the spirit world, spiritually, they don't care. Pain is a part of your humanity. Pain is not a variable in the evolution of a soul. In fact, it's a vehicle. So when you learn to honor God within yourself, then you realize the vehicle of pain and suffering is what's forcing me to change. Deepak Chopra says, most people turn to spirituality when they're tired of suffering, right? So, so it's like, okay, you went, you, that means you're such a powerful spirit that you had to go all the way to near suicide before you change your mind. Now, some people may say, what the heck's wrong with you? But I look at the worst drug addict, you know, the bulimic that's down to 75 pounds, it's almost dead. Wow, that's a powerful energy. You are focused on your pain. Imagine if you take that energy and focus on your purpose. You're going to change the world, right? So, so then E is an exercise loving yourself and others. You actually learn how to, how to love yourself like God loves you. So, so here's the funny thing, because I do these, um, 
Tuesday morning transformations are called TMTs. If you go to Dr. Fred D. Domenico on Facebook, you'll you'll get them there. Or go to You Are More Powerful Than You Think on Facebook. So so you know we say that some people can be depressed, right? And they're walking down. I mean, I could walk a little block from the beach in Newport. I could be walking down the beach. I don't even see the sunset. I'm like, oh, looking at my phone, all my problems, all my problems. Then somebody will walk by and they have the cutest little golden retriever puppy. Then all of a sudden you look down, oh my God, your puppy's so cute. And you're doing baby talk and you're just giving love to the puppy. And then all of a sudden you get up and then you walk away and you're depressed again. Well, where did all that love come from? You know, it's like when you realize that it's always inside you and you can choose to give it at any time that you want, it changes your whole perspective. And so I actually show you how to become clear on your core values, how to identify with who you are, how to bring the loving divinity within you out, then how to give it and replenish yourself at the same time. So there's, so there's a part, like when you look at you almost committed suicide, then you can look back and then when you get to A, accept forgiveness for yourself and others. So once you have divinity, then you can love yourself, that's E. Once you love yourself, man, it's easy to let go of, of, uh, your past. So here's a funny thing. When I was writing Honor God Within Yourself, it took about four months to write. And then when I started writing Exercise Yourself, Exercise and Love for Yourself and Others, the first line I wrote was, if I asked you if you would love yourself, what would you say? Now, me back then, I would say, yeah, I'm a totally cool guy. And then, right? And then the next sentence was, if I asked you, do you love yourself like God loves you, what would you say? And I, that, that line did not come from me. That came, that came through me. And I wrote that. And then I said, I have no idea what that's like. God, you have to show me. And I went through a year long journey. That one chapter took me almost a year to write because I had to live it to write it. And it changed my life. I was no longer sarcastic. I became non-judgmental. I began to experience inner peace. I began to, you know, I went from people saying, God, you're really intense into people saying, wow, you're really peaceful. You know, I mean, it changed who I was. I became more, I was able to release all that stuff. Then when you love yourself like that, shoot, then you look back at your life. You don't look at the fact that you almost committed suicide as a problem. You don't hold guilt. You don't hold shame. You don't hold any of that. You're like, that was empowering. That is exactly what I needed. In fact, being near death is why I'm so passionate to help other people. So, so then you begin to look at your past as fuel rather than an anchor. Then once you clear all that emotional energy out, the L of healed is living and now learning how to come into presence in a vertical time. You know, human time, clock time is past, present, future is horizontal. Spiritual time, the only moment that exists is right now. The second ago is already gone. The past, P-A-S-T, has passed, P-A-S-S-E-D. And a second from now doesn't exist. So when you can be in the joy and the peace and the abundance and the exhilaration of this now moment, what you create in the next now moment can be completely what some people would call miraculous. So you become excited about the, about the miracle of the life process. And then once you, you're, you have inner peace, then you can hear the whispers of God, the whispers of your innate. So the second E, the second e is establish purpose and mission. Then once you know that, D, D is deliver it to the world. What are the spiritual principles of an on-purpose driven person who wants to make a difference and impact the lives of others? So that's, that's the healed system right there. Beautiful. I love the way you broke that down. That was magnificent. You might need to listen to this again, especially that healed part or watch it over again and take some notes. I, I love what you shared about the laws of the universe. There are laws of the universe. We can't change whatever we focus our energy on expands. So if we're focusing our energy on what's not working for us, a victim mindset, then we're not, we're going to get more of what we don't want to work for us. And something that you shared when I first saw you speak in San Diego earlier this year, you were doing one of your boot camps, which was great. You, you are just a wealth of knowledge. You were talking about clients, patients who say they want to get help. They want to get healthier. They want to lose the weight, but they are committed to this identity, identity they created for themselves. And you shared a story, and I'd love for you to share it if you remember, 
I think about it was somebody on the airplane who was talking about all the medication they were taking and all the things they were doing. Can you share that story and, and relate it to what I'm talking about here? Yeah, it was funny because I was going to the bathroom and there was a line in the bathroom in the back of the plane and there was um, there was a guy back there and he had a uh, oxygen cannula and uh, there was a paramedic sitting across from off duty, you know, just passing around the flight and he was asking, hey, what's going on? You know, I'm a paramedic. And then the guy just lights up, man. I mean, he was all hunched over, looking all depressed. And then he lights up when he got to talk about his problem. Well, I have emphysema and you know, and I'm diabetic and I, and he named three life-threatening diseases. And I was watching him because I'm looking at his body language and looking at his tone. And we, you know, I mean, I know a bit about human behavior, been studying human behavior, you know, for 21 years. And I thought, wow, his identity is his disease. Because in teaching and teaching doctors, when you get a, when you get a person that their disease becomes their identity. It's so emotionally rooted that it's actually meeting emotional needs in a way that they feel is positive. So if you have a, if you identify with that, and then all of a sudden that disease is gone, a person doesn't have the certainty with who they are anymore. And that is more scary to not know who they are than it is to recreate themselves. And, and this is where the mind loves certainty because it loves survival. So it, it would rather have that part of you survive, even if it'll go straight to your death, to, to satisfy subconscious emotional needs, than it would to have to have the uncertainty for you to recreate yourself. And this is, this is the contradiction between your humanity and your divinity. Because if you're going to create a miracle through your spirit, that's all uncertainty. The only certainty you have is you have the ability to do it. That's the only certainty you have is you are a divinity with the capability of doing it, even if you don't know what the outcome is, right? So I always, uh, one of the things I teach is when, um, I'm not, this isn't religion, but I use these three steps. When Jesus raised Lazarus, you know, he goes, he goes to uh, Lazarus, Martha, his sister had Lazarus in, in, a, in a back bedroom, you know? So he goes over there and Martha's like, Jesus, you know, he's been there for four days. It kind of stinks. And Jesus is like, what are you talking about? You know, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. It's like, Mar Martha, you don't even believe. Like, does, like, what's he saying? It doesn't matter if it's two hours or four days. He already knows what the outcome is. And so this is a thing. Research shows that people that get attached to the outcome don't get caught up in the process. People that get so much emotion in each step they don't reach the outcome because they get overwhelmed. So Jesus is outcome-based. He already knows success principles, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's outcome-based. Like, this is already done. I call it done. I haven't even gotten there yet. I just need to walk over there and command him. So step one is believe. Step two, he gives gratitude. So he says, Father, thank you that this is basically, I'm paraphrasing, this is done. And what he says is, you and I, basically, I'm paraphrasing, you and I know this is already done, but this act is a witness for others. So when people, when you're going through your worst struggle, but nobody else knows, and then they find out of the struggle you went through, they're like, oh my God, I never knew. Because what's inside of you is bigger than what's outside of you. And everybody is watching. So when you are, when you turn a test into a testimony, and you tell your story and nobody knew because your courage, your faith, your skill was so great that what's inside you is bigger than anything outside of you. You become a testimony, a living, walking, breathing testimony that you are more powerful than you than others think, right? Even sometimes than yourself thinks because you're above your mind. You took the 18 inch journey from your mind and your heart. So the second thing is, is give thanks. Gratitude is a bridge between fear and love. Gratitude is what connects you to divine power. Thank you, Father, this is done. You and I know it's done, but this is a witness. Other people are going to witness your action, your power through me and through them. You bring people to God. There's no, you bring people to God, you bring them to themselves. There's no, to me, there's no greater purpose on earth than help a, hum, a person that thinks they're only human find the divinity within themselves.
Then the last one is command, Lazarus, rise. So when you have faith, you believe, you give gratitude, you make the command with full confidence. That's how miracles happen. That's bring your divinity into, into physicality. I love that. I, I, I live that, my friend. And I love the way you broke it down because you broke it down in a way that I didn't even realize I was living it that way. So uh, very powerful. Um, we are more powerful than we think. And I love how you seek greatness in other people when they don't see it in themselves and you help extract it. Let's talk a little bit about daily, daily routines and daily habits. I'm, big, I'm a big believer that our, our future, the secret to our future, the secret to our success is hidden in our daily routines. So what are a couple of actions that you could coach right now for the listeners and the viewers to start implementing on a daily basis that will help them achieve the greatness they want to achieve? Well, I always say there's two steps in anything. Take your life to the next level. One is mindset. The next thing is systems. If you try systems, not mindset, it's not going to be a challenge. So, the, I mean, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen. So, so the first mindset thing is forget about developing a new habit because it takes anywhere from 66 to, I think, 268 consecutive times to develop a habit. So you're already set up for failure. So the thing is go from habit to lifestyle. When, you, when it becomes a lifestyle, you don't have to be perfect. Like I have a lifestyle of a healthy diet, but I friggin' love French fries. So I'll eat a burger and a big pile of fries, but that doesn't make me unhealthy because my lifestyle keeps me healthy. So the thing is when you have a habit and you break a habit, you develop self-deprecating language and that's, and that's number one, your biggest enemy. So just make it a lifestyle and a lifestyle changes your mindset that makes it more consistent. And then you don't have to be perfect because you just live your lifestyle. Because it's not about perfection, it's about progress, right? Yeah. So the next thing is, and you're more powerful, we talk about a spirit, mind, body model. So if we're spirit first, we have a mind that directs, spirit is life force energy, it's life force creative energy. So our mind directs life force energy. Our body is the physical vehicle that we manifest. So that's really who we are. So I use an equilateral triangle, spirit, mind, body. Equilateral triangle is the strongest structure, geometric structure on earth. It's also in sacred geometry, represents divinity. So our spirit, mind, body is our own holy triune. That's who we are. So we develop spirit, mind, body rituals, lifestyle. So, so what's spirit? Hey, maybe you read something. You know, I like to read uh, parts of the Course in Miracle or the Bible or, or other spiritually based things. So that way, or listen to, I listen to spiritually based books on, on Audible. Uh, mind, you know, then I look at my goals and I see what do I want to create? And that could be creative visualization or meditation that quiets your mind, connects with your spirit, puts your, puts your goals and your outcomes in your mind so your mind can direct that creative life force energy. And then body. So, you know, so I get up in the morning, I do my spinal rehab. You know, I want to keep my spine healthy. That's the foundation of health and life in our body. I read A Course in Miracles. I read scriptures from the Bible. I read uh, whatever. You know, I just do a few quick things. I visualize my goals. I go through incantations. I say them out loud. I drive them into my body. And then I go work out. So I do that in the morning. At night, I meditate. I do my spinal rehab again because I want to get stress off my spine from the day. I want to rest well, keep my nervous system calm. Then I meditate. So I do uh, spirit, mind, body at night. So when you, when you align with your spirit, you are connecting to universal energy. Now you can channel energy because if the universe moves through us, spirit world, and we're spirit first, we connect to that power and we develop rituals that give a strong foundation. So rather than our mind having fear, our mind has the power of our spirit and what we want to create. And then our body is what we physically do on how we manifest into the physical world. So whatever it. those are for you. Yeah. So mindset systems. Yeah. That's it, man. <laughs> In a nutshell, mindset and systems. I mean, he's wearing a shirt. If you're listening to the podcast and not watching, it says hashtag mindset master. And that's what he is. And I, I agree with that. <laughs> I have a couple more questions for you, Fred. And this has been a very enjoyable conversation. 
Thank you. What is the most exciting thing that you're working on at this moment? Oh man, she's well, all this you're more powerful stuff is just being launched. I mean, we're uh, bringing the online system live. I mean, I would say the biggest charge that I get is speaking on stages and moving an audience into a consciousness that they may have never experienced before, that when they leave, they feel different about themselves. I mean, this, Ben, is what I love doing most, is talking to people that hopefully that what I'm talking about well, it definitely is a universal truth, but hopefully you feel this in the depths of your being. You may not understand the vocabulary. Some of the principles may be a little different and you may have to watch this a few times. And, and I would say, think about it, but I don't even know if I would think about it because that's where the confusion happens. Just feel the truth in your body and let that affect your thoughts. You know, if I can do this and affect the lives of more people. That's really it. It's, it's your more powerful thing. I mean, I love my chiropractic coaching group. That's another whole thing, but when I can help people connect with God inside them, connect with who they really are, become clear about that and they get above their problems and they go to another level uh, there to me, there's nothing greater. I love it. What are you grateful for today? Well, I'm grateful in the moment. I'm, I'm grateful that we're here. I was really looking forward to talking with you. You're doing amazing things. It's truly an honor being here. Thank you. You know, I'm grateful that at any moment we can come into present time and feel joy and peace. I mean, I'm grateful for the relationship I'm in. I'm grateful to, to be on this sole purpose. I'm grateful for every person that gets to hear this that I, I may not meet in person. You know, I'm grateful that I'm sitting here and I live a block from the beach. I mean, where do you start? You know, I'm grateful that I have Mindset Master on my t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't for me. This is for a seminar that we give, uh, you know, where, where the people that are in our culture, we're all Mindset Masters. This is what we want to create. So this isn't an ego, self-based thing. This t-shirt is, is throughout our culture. I love it. I love it. There's so much to be grateful for. I mean, we could find anything and everything around us to find gratitude. So I love that you were expressing that with your gratitude. Where can my listeners and my watchers, this amazing community, the Keto Camp community, find more of your work? Where can they check you out? You can go to youmorepowerful.com. Uh, it will, well, this, this should be February when this comes out. So we'll yeah. definitely be live by then. Uh, we're in December, uh, third week in December. So so yeah, go to youaremorepowerful.com. You can go to Dr. Fred D. Domenico, Facebook. You are more powerful than you think. Facebook, like those pages, uh, watch the videos. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, if you're a chiropractor, Elite Coaching LLC, LLC.com. So and we'll put a, I'll, I'll put links for all that in the in the podcast notes. So we'll put everything that you mentioned. We have Rachel, our, our podcast notes expert. We'll put it in there. Um, final words before I acknowledge you final words you want to leave for the, for the keto camp community. Hey, if you want to, if you want to message me, just go to Facebook, but really what it is is you really are more powerful than you think. Your mind is a tool. It's not an identity. You are here for a reason. You are a spiritual being first. If I can help you by you guys going through the, you're more powerful system, then all the power to you. If you get the book, great. If, if, um, Hey, you just follow the videos or, Hey man, you're just following Ben. If you can just raise your consciousness to the next level, you will see things that you don't see now. So as long as you, you know, I was doing it, let me just say one more thing. I was doing a podcast with Neil Donald Walsh, you are more powerful podcast. And I go, wow, Don, you're filling your, your sole purpose and you're helping millions of people. He goes, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. He said, my only one responsibility is to master myself. And when you master yourself, you end up helping millions of people. And that changed my life because when you think about, well, I want to do this, I want to do that, and it's everything outside you, it's so overwhelming that if I think, you mean, I can help a billion people by mastering my own consciousness. That means all I have to do is one thing. I can do that. 
if I think about the thousand things that I want to do, it's overwhelming. But if all I have to do is one thing, and that's our only responsibility in this life, and the products could be a thousand things that come from that, I don't have to focus on the thousand things. I can focus on the one thing. Because when we're in it, we're in a, a sea of consciousness. So when one person raises theirs, we all rise. So why don't we just be the ocean, rise the tide within ourselves so we can rise everybody else? Mm. Well said. Uh, Fred, I want to acknowledge you. I, I had a really great time in this interview with you. I love your work since I first saw you speak in San Diego. You're doing incredible things and you, you're speaking the truth. You're extracting greatness out of so many people or you're helping them see greatness in themselves. And go check out Fred's work. Go get his books. If you're a chiropractor, it's an absolute must to work with Fred. And I had a lot of fun, man. I can't wait to rock it on your podcast. And I just want to say thank you. Keep up the amazing work that you're doing in the world. Thank you, brother. Much appreciate you. And I'm, I'm honored to be here. So thank you. And thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Fred. I told you it got deep and I really enjoyed it. If you want to watch the video interview with Fred, it's on my YouTube channel. You could head over to youtube.com slash ketocamp. That'll actually be posted tomorrow. So you could watch that and share it with a friend as well. Please leave the show a rating and review if you have gotten any value from that. And please check out Fred's work. He's doing great stuff out there. Go get his book. Go follow him on Instagram, on Facebook, and connect with him. He's very accessible. I want to remind you to get that $39 bottle of the fresh pressed olive oil, olive oil for one buck over at ketocampoliveoil.com. That's ketocampoliveoil.com. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. Take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram at vbenazadi and you'll hear me on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.